New from Kenner. Welcome to the Vintage Collection Podcast. I'm Victoria of Victoria's Cantina and the Cantina Chatter Podcast, and it is here that we celebrate the legacy of Hasbro's Star Wars, the Vintage Collection line. Today on the Vintage Collection Podcast, it is my honor to welcome a distinguished guest, I have had the privilege of knowing him for a number of years and conversing with him on my other show, Cantina Chatter Podcast, a couple of times. When it comes to legends in the world of toy collecting, there are only a handful of people I truly regard as such. And in the world of Star Wars toy collecting, you don't get much bigger than Dan Curto. Mr. Curto, welcome to the show. Hi. Wow. What an intro. Uh, (laughs) uh, Thank you so much. It's good to be here. Yeah. Yeah, and no, completely deserved. Um, it, it's awesome that you're on the Vintage Collection podcast. Um, we've talked before, as I noted, on Cantina Chatter a couple of times. And mm-hmm. uh, actually, I have you on my on my calendar coming up pretty soon because uh, I had you down for the Star Wars Modern Toy Line Retrospective to talk the uh, 30th anniversary collection. Oh, yes. Yeah, and we did the Power of the Jedi last year. We did the Power of the Jedi. For- yeah. Yeah. Before the pandemic put everything to on hold. Actually, I was looking at that on on our calls, and that's the last time that we recorded was, and that was in March 2019. Right. Holy yeah. cow! Yeah, a couple so, yeah, years. It's been, a year. it's been a while. So. <laughs> Holy cow. And I have I have a feeling that's going to have to be like a two parter because that line is just so expansive and so big, and then Saga yes. Legends and everything else. So. Oh yes, and that was that was a, a for me that was a great time collecting because I was a big part of what was happening behind the scenes in the Saga Legends line, especially. I mean, yeah. we'll, we'll talk about that then. Um, but back back in my Rebel Scum days, I'm sure everybody knows. If you know my name, you probably know that I used to be part of the Rebel Scum website, um, but I haven't been for eight years now, nine years. I don't know. It's been a while. Um, but I still collect and I'm still part of the community and, uh, you know, just a little semi-retired now. I yeah. Suppose, nice. <laughs> I like it. Um, so Dan, uh, I assume most folks listening to a show called the vintage collection podcast know who you are. Um, but you know, we always have new collectors and listeners coming along. Uh, so for them, can you tell us a little bit uh, about yourself and a little bit about what you've done in this world of star Wars toy collecting? Sure. Um, so I've been collecting since 77 with the early bird kit. So I've been, I'm, a, I'm an old fart. I've been there from the beginning and I've been collecting all along um, throughout my whole life, really. And in 1999, right, right, uh, right before um, the, the turn of the century, 
we uh, I was part of a couple different websites, just sort of getting my fingers in the in the in the mix of what was being online. What did that mean, you know, back then? And I wasn't really a part of any particular website, but I was kind of like helping out a few different ones. And then in 2002, right before Celebration 2 in Indianapolis, uh, the site that I was on joined forces with Rebel Scum, and I became a part of that site for uh, 10 years. And as part of that community, because we built a whole community with fans and forums and other websites, and we would work with a lot of the um, companies such as Hasbro, Lego, um, Diamond, when they were when they were doing some stuff, Master Replicas, General Giant. Uh, I was helped part of the promotions, if you will. So it was sort of like an unofficial member of the PR team, right? Um, but I became known for the photo archives, which, which was part of Rebel Scum. And that was something that was a big passion of mine that several of us were contributing to and working on. But I was, I, I revamped it. I totally made it into an expansive, all-inclusive uh, thing. And I always tried to have fun with the photography and showing like the different sides of the figures not only like front back left right but also some of the action features which they used to have back then like think 2002 <laughs> 2005 right they had they had magnets in their hands they had spring-loaded stuff they had kind of fun wacky facial expressions um, but I always tried to show all of that either through the photography or later on through video now video wasn't a thing really back then that it, it not like it is now um, but Obviously, people remember what I did, and it's still referenced as day. I get con uh, contacts and uh, emails and texts and everything, messages on Facebook mostly, uh, that just say, hey, you know, I really loved your work back then. I'm like, oh, thank you. That is nice to hear. Uh -huh. <laughs> um, so that's where probably most people know me, and I was a big voice, not only in the community, but for the community, with the company. So... I worked with Hasbro to help develop some of the figures in 30th anniversary collection, like we we're talking about Saga Legends, a little mm -hmm. bit of the Legacy collection. Um, and when the Vintage collection first came out, I was communicating with them a bit on some of the figure selections and how they would roll that out exactly. Uh, and then it went away for a while, and then it came back and. I really haven't had anything to do with it <laughs> since, but uh, it's just been nice to kind of see that it's still happening. Yeah. You know? Yeah, totally. I mean, you've, you know, done so much in, in Star Wars collecting and for the community and those archives live on those arc those photos that you took, you know, now, you know, decades ago in some cases, you know, they still, yeah. hold, they still hold up. And, you know, anytime I'm doing these retrospectives, that's what we use to go back and look at the different, assortments like you know just whatever it is deluxe figures or i don't know right. vehicles class one class two all that you know great stuff we used to have once upon a time um so yeah those are really invaluable resources and um no thank you for all that stuff you you always did for all, all for all all of that all that information and your involvement in these lines you know just on behalf of everybody just thank you for that oh, thank you i mean there's there's a lot of people that are that were contributing to that part of the site and there's a lot of people that are doing it now and since and in some cases better than I ever did because I've never been like a database guy you know it was 
all hand done, all hand coded and everything. And now I sometimes will see reviews and they're all like videos and everything like that. I mean, that that didn't exist back then. I mean, I, feel, I sound like an old man, but it's like <laughs> that wasn't really how we did it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but- know, we, used to, we used to go from the convention and run back to the hotel room or go to Kinko's and try and upload photos <laughs> to the server. It was, it was very, very ghetto by today's standards. Now I could stand with my phone and shoot a video and stream it live. It's like uh-huh. that was unheard of. I know, but, right? Um, yeah, yeah, there was no YouTube, like, you know, in the early, early 2000s. And no. yeah, nobody was like put doing toy videos on YouTube when it came about. So no. this you know, is... it's funny. The uh, I was doing um, sort of my own little cataloging of my own collection, you know, to see some stuff I might have missed over the years or whatever, because ever since Vintage Collection came back, I haven't been 100 percent. Uh, collecting it because some of them were repacks or whatever, but I am trying to fill in some of the gaps and um, I, I still find sometimes like some pictures from Toy Fair, for example, like of, of remember the big Death Star that had the Revenge of the Sith figures. So one of my photos from that particular event is still like in the search engines on Google and stuff like that. And it comes up and I took that picture, ran upstairs to the lobby so I could get a signal and sent that out <laughs> on like Twitter or something and then ran back downstairs. But that that photo is the one that is still pops up because it was like one of the first images that ever anybody ever saw. That's cool. That's super so, cool. Yeah. So you mentioned the vintage collection and... Uh, how you know you a little bit about repacks and you know you're still collecting up you're not quite as into it it sounds like uh, as you were before um and you know this is the vintage collection podcast so mm-hmm. uh, i want to talk a little bit about the vintage collection 2010 to 2013 and then the vintage collection 2018 to the present um of course they're both the same line but they're also two very distinct phases in Star Wars toy collecting and they're separated by the better part of a decade and they're run under different management. So what do you think is the biggest thing that separates the first run of the vintage collection versus the current run? Well, when it, when the line originally came out, if, if everybody remembers, I'm sure they do, but it was, it was each assortment was dedicated to a movie, right? So every wave Initially, it was The Empire Strikes Back. There was Revenge of the Sith. There was A New Hope. There was like a dedicated film, and all the figures were part of that film. And it wasn't until like the second or third year where they started mixing them up a little bit. But there was a definite focus where, you know, we're going to push out like eight figures or whatever it was. I mean, some of the waves were bigger than others. Um, and the character selection was a lot more diverse there were some repacks from the legacy collection and what had come prior to that and some 30th anniversary collection figures maybe were carry forward as they say um but it definitely you could and you could find them in stores like every six weeks or so there was a new wave throughout Mm -hmm. that first year and it was really a great time not everything was uh distributed 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 equally (laughs) Uh, I mean, the, the Echo Base Trooper is still, I happened to randomly find him one day on the store. I never saw him again, right? And I know that figure, I see him pop up on like repack, you know, wish lists. Mm-hmm. Come on, guys, let's bring him back out. 
um, everybody else, Bastila Sean, Ponda Bava, even the white Boba Fett that you mailed away for, they, they all have been re-released yes. in one form or another. And the, that Echo Base Trooper was never done, which is no. odd. It's a troop yeah. builder, and especially you think people would want that. Right. Uh, yeah, a lot of great figures haven't been re-released from the first run of the Vintage Collection. Yeah, yeah. And and it's it was it's kind of fun to see because there was a lot more um remember the Target nine figure set yes. that had like three three packs, you know, but it was a big giant long box right. and I remember seeing like a hundred of them at a Target. I go, Man, these are never gonna sell. <laughs> <laughs> it's like they're all repacks, but it it was kind of fun to see that format. But I tell you what, a couple of weeks later they were all gone. Wow. And there were so many of these chances that they took, if if you if you will, right? And you just don't you don't see that anymore. Yeah, I think that's a really good way to 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 say it. You know, they, they took risks, they took chances with new products, new releases, some really high end things, and then some things that were more accessible to just you know a very casual collector. Uh, and that's that's something we we just don't see. You know, occasionally they'll do things like these play sets. Um, which, you know, generally speaking, I think fans like them, um, but they're, they're, they're very infrequent and it's, you don't see the level of risk taking that we did during that first phase. It's all kind of very safe. It's all very, you know, limited numbers. It's, 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 it's just very controlled and it just isn't, it's just a far cry from that first run of the line. Yeah, I, I have to agree because I feel like ever since and, and this is i don't want to go down this path because i don't think this is a bad thing but ever since disney got involved there's been a definite division and it, it could be just the timing but when vintage collection went away remember there was those 3d movies that were supposed to be coming out and only one ever did well then those figure lines were very strange because they're all five poa on really tiny cards and they're just kind of didn't make any sense what was happening because you just you had vintage collection and you wanted it back and then they came out with black series specifically for three and three quarter inch with this really bad card design with the black and orange stripes <laughs> just that was strange but the quality was still there and the character selection was still there and i know from from working alongside and talking with the Hasbro brand team at the time that a lot of these characters that were coming out in that particular wave were what they called the parking lot. Okay. So they had a number of figures they wanted to do, but then they say, Oh, we're not going to do this one right now. We're going to get back to that, you know, Torin far, for example, uh -huh. right. That was one they've been wanting to do for a couple of years, but um, came out in that line. And then they switched to the tie fighter helmet, card back which was cool but also kind of weird and didn't last long and then they went to the really really bizarre boxes at walmart <laughs> yes um and and then the new movies came out so it's exciting there's a new focus there's a new everything that was like oh wow this is going to be this is going to be really something something fun something cool uh-huh then they did a pause on the films Right. So it was coming out every Christmas and there's like, well, we're not going to do anything until um, what was it? It came out The Last Jedi and then Solo like five months later. Yes. And then it was like a really long time till the, the next movie. Well, there's no movie line to produce. So, hey, let's bring the vintage collection back. That'll that'll be exciting. This is what fans want. And what do they do? They 
released a whole bunch of repacks. <laughs> and, you, you know, I, every now and then you might still find a Snoke in stores. I mean, it's mm, just... Yeah, that's true. Like, the only one new figure, which was exciting at the time to find him, you know, but he, he, he really warmed the pegs for long time oh yeah yeah no he he's he's one of the uh if you could give out medals to like a handful of figures in the modern line to for like the ultimate peg warmer i mean he'd be on the list for sure absolutely absolutely i i think i found a Jin urso still at uh best bar not best buy uh gamestop i stopped in randomly there's a couple of gamestops in my area that i just go in to look at the i'm not I'm a gamer i don't care about any of the the, the pops but I do have a few, but I, I was just looking for like discounted figures, you know, uh-huh. and uh, they still had a Jin Urso. I'm, I'm like, oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Yeah. That's... And that was a great movie, too. And it's just her figure was. Mm. Yeah, it's interesting Sorry. because you would think that, you know, you do have all these films coming out, you know, practically a new film every year at least. And going into this this new phase of disney star wars you're thinking well with all these films coming you know the star wars toy line is going to be bigger than ever it's going to have these awesome state-of-the-art you know up-to-date figures in in you know vintage collection quality uh and beyond and you know we're going to get all these vehicles it's going to be like you know what we had in 2008 with the clone wars and legacy collection we're going to see all this stuff and then when you get to the actual product offerings, when you get to those five POA Force Awakens and Rogue One figures that have really chalky, terrible paint and are just rotting on the pegs for such a long time, it's it's just, it, it was so, I don't even think underwhelming is, is the right word. It was just, it was massively disappointing. Yes, I, I totally agree. The sculpts on many of those were great, like the details and 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 the facial. Not 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 all of them. The the deco was pretty bad in some of them, but but the sculpting was like, wow, these are really good sculpts. They just really lack articulation, and I feel like the division came same. Same with the Marvel line, if you're familiar with that, when they introduced the six inch scale with the six inch black series. Cause now you have split your fan base. There's a lot of people that are six inch collectors. A lot of people that are three and three quarter inch collectors more, I would think because it's been around for 40 years, but what you actually buy nowadays, the brand has split it. So it's like, if they don't know what they're doing as far as what they want to produce and promote, how are we supposed to know what we're doing as far as what we want to collect? Right. And I think stores are even struggling with that, too. It's like, what, how, what do we stock? How often do you go into a store and see six-inch figures hanging on the pegs as opposed to three and three-quarter-inch figures? I mean, you shop a lot. Yes. <laughs> I'm in the stores quite a bit. I'm in those toy aisles every every uh, week, at least, or, or more. Yeah. I yeah. was just in, uh, like I said, I was in GameStop the other day. I was just in Target today uh, near me. I was getting something else completely. But I always stop by the toy section, you know. And yeah. I saw nothing but uh, maybe one or two Jar Jar Binks, uh, six-inch, which nobody really wants that, I guess. And um, the little micro series or the mission uh, yeah. series. Mission Fleet, yeah. I think it's Mission, yeah, mission Fleet, Fleet. So it is, yeah. 
mission. Yeah, they're they're kind of neat, but no, I don't <laughs> don't want those. And it's it's like the same two or three that have been there forever. And then, oddly enough, they had the uh, the Disney Galaxy's Edge little droids and those in those little hexagonal mm. boxes. Mm-hmm. I have all those because those were kind of neat. Yeah, they are. Neat. Um, I have them too. But they must have come back out with another shipment of those for some reason. They did. Yeah, I've been seeing those again more more frequently. Just thinking back to the, you know, we were talking about chances. You know, I, you had initially the Empire Strikes Back wave and you had repaints of four, I call them four LOM uh-huh. and Zuckus yeah. in the classic Kenner deco, right, as a two-pack. And... I made an April Fool's Day joke. This is close to April Fool's. I still was reminding me of that I, on Rebel Scum for a antique force detail deco on some of the figures, which people still remember. And uh, I still look at that, some of those and I'm like, you know, that that Death Squad commander, I would still like to see that. I would still like to see him come out in the gray tunic like he was when he was a kid. Yeah. Not all black. Um. And there's there's so many different things I would like to see them do, but who knows? Yeah, that would be neat. Um, and you also mentioned that transition period when they went to the Black Series. Um, my understanding is that they had a plan like to move to Legacy Collection with the Builder Joy, right? Is that why we got that that like very limited Amazon exclusive uh, wave? That was um, was that kind of a peek at what what they were going to do between uh, the vintage collection and then Black Series three and three quarter inch? Yes, the the R two D two shaped cards that they very you know that was the next phase. Um, there were I believe four build a droids that they announced. Uh, two of them were part of that release, and then the other two, I know. Disney did versions of, I think it was Mace Windu's droid and then the red and white astromech droid um, from, I want to say A New Hope, so let's just say A New Hope. But they they were going to do those two, and uh, I don't know that Hasbro itself ever did Mace Windu's droid. They did the purple one? Yeah, the purple one. Yes, in the Saga collection. They did. No, I mean as part of the Build-A-Droid. Oh, it's part of no, no, no. We just got that older mold. I think it was the R, R four G nine or which was a range of the Sith. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So there was there was a there was a whole wave, and I think most of those figures that were planned for that Legacy Collection line did come out in Black Series, with the exception of the Captain Rex, which still pops up from time to time. Is like people want that version. Yes. Absolutely. And they just re-released Captain Rex, but it's the one that we don't want. <laughs> yeah, and and people were telling them before they even like, you know, announced which version of Captain Rex it is. Hey, we want this specific one. It's been in your, I don't know, the, because it got announced, right? It was like officially announced as a figure, and it just yep. never got got produced. Um, yeah, I think it was Celebration Five or Six that they had had shown. Um, the PR pictures of, and it was an A-wing pilot too, but that was generic enough. It's sort of like they've done a few of him already. Yeah, uh, it's maybe they lost the tooling for it. Oh, maybe. <laughs> it's been. Well, they a did find minute. the Tie Fighter. 
pilot at least because you know good lord he came back out for why what reason did the tie fighter pilot come back yeah out? i i don't know i don't know but i mean clearly the vintage collection is is a lot different now than uh it was initially um you know it's just just so different um and uh, I think that's that's a really big takeaway is like you said, you know, they're just not taking the, the number of risks that they are by introducing new concepts uh, other again than those play sets. I mean, the three packs, those are kind of just like exclusives now and they're and they're very infrequent. It's like they're like once a year, maybe I think last year we might we might have gotten two. Um, but those are just they're, they're they're very limited, like they're they're not using these concepts that they already established, you know, in 2010 to 2013 and, and continuing to branch them out and, uh, you know, further develop them, right? It's basically just your basic figures. It's these occasional like yearly play sets. It's these vehicles right. and even vehicles. We're not really getting a ton of vehicles. Uh, of course we are getting has labs. That's like one of the new big things for the vintage collection. Um, you know, these days. Sure. Um, so I guess, considering all these things and and the vintage collection phase one and phase two what would you say are some of the things that hasbro is doing right at this point well it it's funny because you know as you were just saying that i was thinking back like i am a guy that likes to go to the store and kind of look at the different ones and get the best paint job right that's how i've always been traditionally now you have photo reel deco which you know hit or miss I, I think it's an improvement. I like the direction. It looks a little wonky on the three and three quarter inch figures as opposed to the six inch ones, you know, because smaller template, you, you can kind of understand that. But it, it, sure. it's definitely different enough. But I think the biggest challenge that they have is putting them in stores because, well, last year, nobody could really go to the stores for a while. So everything was debuting online. And if you think back to like toy fairs or comic cons or even celebrations or something, you would have an event where they would announce like, hey, here's three or four waves of, of there's no scale. It was just Star Wars figures. OK. Um, and and now it's like, here's two <laughs> that you could pre-order the next day. And it's just a completely different model. And I, I don't know that it. Uh, I don't know how sustainable that is to do like one or two at a time. I mean, how do you go to Entertainment Earth and just order one figure or, or you know, whatever store you choose? I order stuff from Walmart and they cancel it. And then next <laughs> thing you know, it's available the next day. I'm like, what the hell? Dan, we're supposed to be talking about things they're doing right. <laughs> I know. Well, what, okay. So what are they doing right? I love that they're focusing on more Mandalorian mm -hmm. because that is a killer show. Let's... I'm not going to talk about the films because the films are done apparently for for now. Um, but they are definitely going in the direction of the characters from that show. It's very, very popular, obviously. And I think if they do more and more uh, tied into that show, there's so many other characters they haven't done yet, mm -hmm. you know, but don't forget the films. Right. Don't don't. And it and they seems like they're not doing that. So they just have um, a brand new Boba Fett. OK, which I haven't gotten yet. I'm really looking forward to finding him and uh, a new Leia. There's the, the child, of course, with his little pram, which I like to get that. Eventually, I'll find him. Um, and I do like although I I'm, I'm mixed. Right. So there's a couple of figures coming from the Clone Wars. 
Darth Maul and Ahsoka. Yeah. And I really love that they're doing those in the vintage collection, but part of me wants them to do them in the old Clone Wars style figures because that kind of fits in with that toy line. Yeah. I don't see that happening ever, <laughs> but I do like that. Yeah, I was actually talking to um, to Chris from Bantha School about that, I think, on a recent episode, and he was like, no, no no more animated stuff. It's not for, for me. You know, I want realistic. So, like, why not both? Let's do both. Right. You know, I, I would think that uh, once the Bad Batch gets underway, being in a similar style, I wouldn't be surprised to see something come out uh, in that way. But uh, you, were, you were mentioning the play sets before. This is kind of interesting to me how they're redoing that because playsets was like a four-letter word for so many years they just didn't want to do it it wasn't selling whatever um i have three of the four i think that they've done uh java's palace cloud city i don't have the tantive set yet and what's the other one maybe there is no other one yeah i think it's just those three so far Okay, so so I, I like that idea how it can be built into more. So you you if we if we could find them, again <laughs> you can always order online. Which yeah, is, which is exciting. But like I said, I like to see them in person, specifically the figures on the, on the blisters. Um, but I this is where they are starting to take chances again, mm-hmm. right? Uh, vehicles. I don't know that they'll ever do anything as expansive as they had done back in back in the legacy line and the clone wars line right that was just crazy time where just everything was just throw everything out there you know now it seems like a lot of there's a lot of breaks being put on a lot of stuff and again i think that's part of the division between the six inch line and three and three quarter inch line it's like they only have so many spots open yeah to do that yeah, and they talk about that a lot, uh, like during Q&As or, you know, just when you approach them at conventions, they're like, well, you know, we'd like to do that character too, but there's only, you know, like 10 spots a year for a brand new, completely new sculpt. It's like, what? 10, 10 spots? Like, why don't you have 30 spots for a brand new sculpt? I mean, right. come on. Yep. I remember when the Marvel movies were coming out and they're getting really, really popular. So this would be back in like 2008 or nine, around that time. And a lot of the um design team for star wars moved to marvel so they started releasing more repaints and more you know less brand new sculpts because the sculptors went to the marvel brand (laughs) um so that might still be happening i'm not sure but what i have seen them do with with some of the vehicles um i mean if, if you really wanted to there's so many different like speeder bikes size vehicles that you could do i mean you think back i was was not going to talk about the films but the rise of skywalker had nothing literally almost nothing toy related for that line which is to me unheard of Mm -hmm. right every every even though i think attack of the clones was the only one that didn't have a dedicated line with with the logo on it um they had nothing for Rise of Skywalker, except a handful of figures, which was just like, yeah. what happened? I know it was just like a few figures, and they they sold through pretty quickly, um, and they never yeah, followed I it just, up. I just acquired Ray um, from Canada for thirty dollars, 
because it's, it's not like bad. 75 <laughs> or more. I know. Well, Canada, I mean, it's a little bit more yeah. expensive and shipping was a little more expensive too, but it's like, I can't find, I don't think I ever even saw her in stores. Like that wave was such, came out once and that was it. Uh-huh. You know, um, but positive. I do like the, um, I forget what they're called. The bigger packs with the Sith Trooper with all the extra weapons and the Mandalorian that came with with the the uh, mm-hmm. whatever they're calling the uh, yeah. ice cream maker. Yeah, yeah, like like kind of like I deluxe deluxe figures, I guess. Or yes, yeah, and I mean again, you just you just hit on something like that. I would like to see more of that, more chances taken with that. Um, bigger figure selection more accessories perhaps i mean there's so many things that they already have done that they could bring back so it's not like new tooling is required new sculpting is required even um but then you have to kind of ask yourself well is there still an audience for that Mm -hmm. right you go into a store kids probably don't collect anymore i would guess you don't see a lot of kids like with Star Wars figures. So the collectors are are older folks like like me, like like yourself, or you know, probably in their twenties or thirties, I would guess at this point. But you don't see little kids six to ten or whatever. You don't see that. No. Well, there's nothing for them to buy <laughs> to begin with. Well, true, true. <laughs> um, but I mean, they're also coming out with this retro line, mm-hmm. right? Which I'm sort of on the fence over. Like, if it's a character that I don't have from the 70s, then, yeah, I'd probably be interested in picking that up. But I feel like I've had those figures already for my whole life. (laughs) Why do I want to buy them again? Right. Um, But I I do have a couple. I picked up up a, a Stormtrooper, I think, last year. And I got the board game with uh, Tarkin because that was one that was like glaringly omitted from the original. Yeah. Line. It's like, here's the villain in the film and they don't even make a figure of it. Right. Back yeah. in the day. Yeah. No, I've been picking those up. I, I barely missed the cutoff for, for the vintage lines. So I've mm. been, uh, you know, I'm buying them and um, I don't know if you can see them behind me, but there's like a little right above the star speeder. I got all the retro collection right there so far. Um, I do. I, I was peeking while you were talking. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the Mandalorian figures are just coming out for retro. Uh, I'm starting to see photos on Instagram. People, I don't know where they're getting them, but they're starting to get them. So okay, they're making cool. their way out there. What do you yeah, think but, of of those? Like yeah. newer, you know, uh, like a whole wave based on a on a newer Star Wars property. Um, I don't know that I'm going to be all in, but I definitely want to get a few. Uh, some of the main characters, you know, because. It, it's kind of weird because it's like there's been a whole retro wave probably for the past, I would say, maybe even 10 years now. Uh, it feels like it's been around for a while with Reaction and some of the stuff that Super 7 has been doing, Funko has been doing. Mm-hmm. But now Star Wars is coming out with, you know, they're the ones that started it back in the day. And now they're finally getting on board. Um, but again, I feel this is dividing the brand. A little bit but let's see if there's an audience for that it's still 5 poa but it's sort of 5 poa in the in the classic style so <laughs> that kind of works a little better yeah. i don't know why but 
kind of works a little better. I saw a photo this evening um, that Bosk's Bounty posted on Instagram, and it was the retro collection of the child next to the black series and next to the vintage collection. Guess which oh, one's the cool. biggest? <laughs> which one? The retro collection. The retro? It's bigger than the black Bounty series. <laughs> choking hazards, maybe. I have you know, no it's idea. I'm looking over at the corner over here and I have I have several. I have the Mission Series one, I have the Black Series one, I have the vintage collection uh from the the, the build up pack. Mm. And uh I don't know. I kinda dig. I got a little Mandalorian corner of all the different yeah. uh armors. No, I do too. Uh, I'm all in on, on Baby Yoda slash the child slash Grogu. I uh yeah, I had a whole in January I had a, had a whole birthday party based on baby yoda that was the theme and yeah party favors decorations everything was baby yoda everybody has had to take a picture of baby yoda so nice yeah so i love that um yeah that was a surprise that was a surprise uh success that character i think i mean it didn't didn't see that one coming right you don't think in your mind boba fett and yoda you don't think those two characters go together <laughs> right no not at all but, not yeah. at all so, um, so Dan, we talked about some of the things that Hasbro is doing right, uh, and we started touching on some things that they're doing wrong. But, but tell us, what, what what are they doing wrong at this point with the vintage collection? Well, I mean, you know, <laughs> any new product is always good. So even if it's even if it's the umpteenth version of Boba Fett, okay, that's fine because you know this is a new technology, so they're revisiting some of these characters. Um, so I, I I do like that. I said that before. I wish there could be more characters added. You know, um, what are the three that are coming out? Paplu, uh, Endor Leia, and the ATST driver. Mm-hmm. So I'm not gonna think I'm ever gonna see those in store. So I pre-ordered those. We'll see if I get them. Um, but I, this is an example of what I'm saying. You're updating two classic f- figures and re-releasing one that you've already done. So that ATSC driver was never done on a single card uh, in this format anyway. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's, that's kind of cool. But I'd like to see more of that, I guess. And obviously, we got to have something from Rise of Skywalker there's got to be some more characters that yeah. bring, yeah. you know? Where's Finn? Where's, where's uh, I was going to say Poe, but we got Poe as a repaint or a repack. Yeah. Um, well, you know, it's a funny thing because I was thinking of the Black Series, the little boxes, pretty much the majority of those have been re-released. But I don't think a Finn or a Rose should ever come on Vintage Collection because they'll be <laughs> pegwarming just as hard as Snoke did. Probably, yeah. <laughs> because they pegwarmed in the boxes. Mm-hmm. They were the only ones for a long, 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 long time. Yeah, yeah, but I mean, there's where's Palpatine? Where's um, the other Knights of Ren? You know, where's like uh, Command right. um, General Pride, or you know, some of those characters would be pretty cool to see on vintage cards. And yeah. they could do vehicles too. I mean, there there's there were some speeders in there. It was probably I feel like overall the most toyetic of all the sequel trilogy movies. Yeah. Yeah, I, I would, you know, it's, it's funny too, because another thing that I used to always say when I was, when I was talking with, with, uh, some of the people from Hasbro, it's like, there should, there shouldn't be, there shouldn't be a character at the time was like Galactic Heroes and, and the Unleashed little minifigures. Remember those? 
So so there shouldn't be a figure released in those lines that's not in the three and three quarter inch line. Hmm. So think about how many black series six inch figures that they've made that don't have three and three quarter inch counterparts. Yeah. You know, so I mean, you can even just start there. I can imagine like you take the same exact sculpting and just shrink it. Right. In my head, this works. It probably doesn't work. <laughs> in real life, but in my head this would work. Yeah, we've, um, we've asked them about this before, and they say, yeah, we can do it. It does require some engineering changes to the articulation systems. And but, I mean, obviously, it's doable. I'm sure you've seen photos of the upcoming uh, Best Bin Lando. It looks like almost identical to the Black Series yep. Lando. Yep. I, I remember when Captain America, the, the first Avenger, when that movie line came out, I got a figure from Diamond Select, which is seven inches tall. And a figure from Hasbro, which was three and three quarter inches tall. I hold them next to each other. It is the exact same digital sculpt. <laughs> it's just the articulation points are different. But I'm like, that has the same fold in the in the sleeve, the same ties on the boots. I mean, it's literally the same exact figure, different wow. scales, different details in the face, so facial sculpt, but otherwise identical. So you could totally do it. Yeah. Um, I would love to see some of some of the other classic um not even not even i'm sorry not even classic trilogy but some of the uh, prequel trilogy stuff even some of the starfighters come out updated you know um the what was it uh, last year was the third 40th 40th anniversary of the empire strikes back mm -hmm. twin pod cloud car would have been kind of cool that was pretty iconic from that film yeah you know, and that would give you an excuse to do something like a couple more pilots and upgraded Lobot because when's the last time Lobot had a new figure? Yeah. Yeah. 2004, <laughs> I think. Yeah. It's been a while. <laughs> um, and then there, here's an easy one that I, I actually did a picture of this back when I was archiving it. But you've got everything that you need to create a classic Ugnaught. In updated styling, they had two of them in Legacy Collection, and you just mix and match the parts, and you can have like that pig-faced Ugnaught with the blue apron. Right. <laughs> that'd all, yeah. That'd yeah, that'd be an There's easy, an easy one. Uh, if yeah. they, if I mean, so long that they they have the tooling still, I mean, that'd be something that they could totally right. do. Um, yeah. And we haven't seen Ugnaught since the Legacy Collection. We haven't seen Cloud Car Pilot since I think early in the vintage collection so wave, yeah. yeah so i mean there's yeah there's a lot that they could definitely bring back i mean you don't even have to go that far you know you're talking about vintage collection phase one things like the, the echo base trooper um mm -hmm. the rebel fleet trooper i mean that just came out as a repaint in the uh the playset the tana v4 playset but um release the first like just the regular carded version I, I really hate that they gave the the one in the place that the same head with new paint because to me that just doesn't make sense right. um but i mean that's a hard way to army build that figure so uh maybe yeah. they could do a running change on the original one bring him back with a different head and um same card i mean they, they did that before didn't they so um yeah i mean that's that's I'm sure, there's a lot of stuff they could really bring back. I mean, even if you look at the, the really high sellers right now, like, geez, Ahsoka is going for near $1,000 from Vintage oh Collection. Oh, my God. Yeah. Really? Figures like from the Revenge of the Sith figures, uh, Cody, um, Sidious, uh, Grievous, those are selling for well over $100. Yeah. 
Wow. Um, yeah, Magna Guard. You know, those, you know, there's a really, there's, I mean, there's some really popular releases. So when they come out with things like TIE Fighter Pilot, like Battle Droid, you know, uh, Queen Amidala, it's just kind of like, why? <laughs> yeah, I don't like, like, what was it? Amidala and Anakin and the Battle Droid. Why? <laughs> I mean, I understand the humans because you got, you know, that new face deco and everything like that, but it, uh, Battle Droid? Strange. Strange choice. And, you know, there's, I'm, I'm an old school guy. The aliens are the best. So anything from the cantina, anything from Jabba's palace, I'm all yes. over. There's at least one more weak way that they haven't made um, in any, any format whatsoever. They could totally probably kit bash that thing at this point because <laughs> it's pretty generic costumes. And, um, what was what was the one? Her her check Calfas. Yeah, Calfas. Yeah, so there's another one that was in the cantina, slightly different costume, but very similar. Could could re, do a repaint on that one. Yeah, with the corrected eyes. Right. Yes. Yeah, I know exactly what you're talking about. Yeah. Um, but there's 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 a lot of opportunities there. I think still, and I think there there is still a fan base for that. I know the cantina. I mean. Back in the day, we used to talk all the time, and it kills us that we can't get the Tonica sisters added into the three and three quarter inch line. Mm-hmm. However, <laughs> one day, perhaps, <laughs> you know, but you have to also kind of balance that out with okay, these really obscure characters that we have never done before, how well would they sell? So I kind of get that, but. I don't know. I, I'm. There's a lot. There's a lot that I would still like to see. There's a lot I would still like to see. Yeah. Yeah. Same here. I think the um, the Disney. What do they call it now? Galaxy's Edge. Uh huh. Um. So they're droids that they've been coming out with. They're still part of like the spirit of the build of droids, you know, from from the Legacy Collection. But now it's all um, mostly Astromex, but they've branched off. So I have a whole bunch of them that I've actually been acquiring this past year. And one of them came out. It was the uh, yellow or yellow orange astromech droid from the Clone Wars D squad. They gave it a different name, but I'll tell you, it looks like the realistic version of that figure. (laughs) And it just got me thinking, like, why don't we have all of them at this point? Right. Including the pit droid, like WAC five or whatever his name was (laughs) like that, that, that was like a no brainer to me at some point. Why doesn't somebody do like a droid set of those? Those would sell Astromex always sell. Yeah. And you could do a non posable little Gascon frog dude <laughs> to go with it. Yeah. Yeah. That'd be really neat. I'd love to see that. Um, yeah. And some of them that they've been releasing in these um, celebrate the saga, those five POA sets they've had, they've each had like yes. droids and stuff and, I mean, the, those are the one figures you would actually buy the sets for, unfortunately. And um, they would be amazing in the vintage collection. Like, I was, I was, um, I always think of, you know, like Hondo, we got him in vintage last year, late last year. Yeah. And a great figure, but they just released his droid in one of those Celebrate the Saga sets. Like, imagine how awesome it would be to have him on the wall hanging alongside his droid. And yes. now we're probably never going to get that because you have to buy that stupid Celebrate the Saga set to, so to get the droid. I, uh, I've acquired all of those droid figures 
individually on eBay because I don't want the other ones. With the That's with smart. the one exception of the Jedi Knight set, um, because it was reasonably priced and it, it had um, Ahsoka's droid, mm-hmm. which was weird because why didn't they have Ahsoka packed in that set as well? That would have been. See, see, it's like this is the thing that's sort of frustrating for me as a longtime collector just sitting on the outside watching. It's like you're so close. You're like almost there. <laughs> you're mm-hmm. just missing the mark. Yeah. Yeah, totally. I, I, And you mentioned uh, themed waves earlier, and I think that was something they, they started like in the mid-2000s was, you know, these themed waves based around like a, a specific film or in some cases expanded universe or Clone Wars and you know they're just doing them like piecemeal you now like like you you might get a couple of figures from mandalorian in this wave but then to get the next couple that go with those figures you got to wait a couple waves later right. and um i that's one thing i really wish they would bring back is is those themed waves because they were uh it, it was like an instant way to build out a little shelf display mm-hmm. it was a way that you know sometimes they would even throw in like a vehicle around that the time that that wave would hit or a little, you know, deluxe set or, you know, whatever uh, to, to go along with it. And it was it was such a cool thing because you knew you were going to be getting this figure and that figure. And I, I just wonder if there are new collectors coming into the hobby and they see, okay, well, I can get, I don't know, um, Grief Karga and uh, the child in this wave, but I still need IG-11 and Quill. And I don't know if they're going to come out. Maybe I'm just not going to get into it all. I wonder if there's a lot of people like that. Right. No, I, I think I think you're absolutely onto something. Um, the the saga collection is where they started to do that. So this is back in 2006, right after Revenge of the Sith, and having having those come out is definitely as as a collector who you know gets everything. It's sort of like yes, you've got this all these figures from Empire, all these figures from from Jedi, all these figures from uh, Attack of the Clones, whatever whatever it is. But now you've got so many more movies you can even play with, you know. Um, however, your last comment kind of reminded me of like comic books, right? So every, every few years they restart Batman over with number one again. So that's sort of like fresh new sales. The new 52. The new, (laughs) yes. (laughs) (laughs) The new 52. Well, that's a whole other show. But yeah, I, I do think there is something to that because I mean, as not to, not to plug again, but one of the authors of the ultimate action figure guide for Star Wars figures. There's a lot of Luke Skywalkers and Darth Vader's and Han Solo's that have been made over the years. I still, I would love to see a new version of A New Hope Han Solo because the one that they've had since 2004 has got really skinny legs. Yes. <laughs> but that would be a character I'd like to see updated again. Yeah. You know, um, even though we have umpteen versions of that same exact outfit and everything else it still feels like that there's room to do an improvement and they've right. done lando bespin leia now uh the boba fett i mentioned earlier i think they even have a new darth vader out there i'm sure but mm-hmm. with some new details new tooling. yeah yeah the rogue one vader yeah oh yeah that one's great i love that one um but you mentioned like some some other characters from mandalorian like quill like why, why do we have him in Mission Series, Black Series, and we don't have him in Vintage Collection? <laughs> and I, But I also kind of want him packed with a Blarg. Yes, everybody wants that. Everybody wants yeah. the Blurg. The Blurg. 
blurred. That was a yes. So again, going back to just taking more chances and doing doing that type of stuff, doing more boxed, um, you know, larger releases like like the uh, like the vehicles and stuff like that. Remember the vehicles and pilots we used to get with with the Clone Wars line and stuff like that. I mean, that mm-hmm. was great. Remember the. Uh, Yavin 4 hangar technician that came with the droid. I mean, that that could be something. To, <laughs> you know what I'm saying. <laughs> I see it all over your face. It's like, yes, we, we want these things. And you don't have to sculpt new figures. It's just pump them out. Yeah. That set would look great in like a, the vintage collection, like class one assortment. If they wanted to do that, do a Return of the Jedi speeder bike, do the land speeder, bring that right. back for people that missed out on it, you know, a decade ago. Um, I mean, there's a lot of room that they could do. And then you could incorporate like those, like the Blurg or, you know, Wampa or, you know, just like smaller creatures into this new, I don't know, 30 $35 price point. Um, yeah. I Well, do you remember... I mean, I'm sure you do. Do you remember battle packs? Do you remember the cinema scenes? Yeah. So larger scale packaging that you could put in. What if you ever wanted to do Efant uh, uh, Mon again, right? Release that. So you've got a great sculpt, great deco. You don't have to really add articulation to somebody that big. But how would you ever re-release that figure on a vintage collection <laughs> card back? You can't. When that figure came to- came out. Uh, I had just learned to, to, to drive. <laughs> I had just gotten my license and mm-hmm. um, I was, you know, I was going to the, to Walmart and the Target like before school. And um, uh, there was a, like a brand new unopened case like the, the Target employee hadn't gotten to yet. And uh, so, you know, I had my keys. I just opened it up and and I pulled out Effent Mon and, and I remember the guys was like, oh, is that the Elephant Man? <laughs> <laughs> yes, it is. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it is sir and i'm he's going home with me so right but even like you know bigger figures like that i mean that hasn't been out right what was that 2002 2003 that was yeah. that was a yeah, long, long time. time so is there still a demand for that i i would think so i would definitely think so yeah i i think so uh I think there's a lot of demand for the vintage collection and they're not fulfilling it with even the things they are doing, like the basic figures or, you know, even um, like the three packs, you know, some of those are like San Diego Comic-Con exclusives and a lot of people aren't able to get them. And, you know, I think there's a lot of demand that's just not being fulfilled. And I wonder why that is. I don't know if it comes down to, and I talked about it before. I don't know if it's like them deliberately, like, trying to squeeze the market um some companies are are doing that mm-hmm. um i don't know if they're not able to get enough supply from the manufacturers i don't know if they're just being very conservative with the numbers that they're putting out there because they don't want anything to sit too long um, but whatever it is i mean they're just not meeting demand and, and that's very apparent by going on ebay and looking at the going rates or even recent figures that you know are just like shooting up in price like you mentioned ray that one's you know on, on ebay you know us she's you know easily 65 dollars. Like, yeah and i don't i don't get it because every other figure in that wave isn't it's just her now is that because she's a main character or is it because she's like it, i do have it i finally opened it but it was like I don't even really like this figure. I just need to have it for my collection. <laughs> and it's bothering me that I don't have it. 
Um, but there's there's even like they did. I was talking about the boxes earlier. So the like the Praetorian Guard and and uh, Captain Phasma when when that wave, that wave didn't hit retail. No. They went straight to Ollie's for some bizarre reason. I don't I don't understand. And and now it's like okay, it's mostly repacks that I don't want. But I'm also a collector of the vintage collection card backs. So I had what was it the uh, the uh, the, the uh, um, Imperial tank, not the troop transport, but the one from Rogue One. Yeah, the com- combat assault tank. Yes. So I have I have the driver because I, I was actually able to find that in Walmart one day. But the commander. No, I had to buy him loose because it's carded is like you said seventy five dollars. I'm like, how is this seventy five dollars? I'm like, I this is crazy. Luke Skywalker and his crate. That's not even like a real figure because it was a force projection. <laughs> but it should be an empty I, box. <laughs> right, right. It was. Uh, I, he was difficult to tr- track down. Yeah. And I think this is just. I don't. This was even before the pandemic and everything, so you can't blame it on that. But distribution has always been a four-letter word for many, many years now, and I think it's just gotten worse and worse over time. Where it seems like that they have just given up and trying to get it out in stores and just put it up on online. Mm-hmm. And that's okay. You can do that, and I I do it all the time. But I prefer going into the store and seeing, you know, which which deco I get, you know, and there's something fun about going into the store and doing the hunt. And I know you know that because I know you go shopping in the stores. But now there ain't nothing to find. Right. And, you know, it, it's so interesting, too, because the pegs are there. It's like, why would you have these yeah. pegs if you didn't intend for these figures to hit the shelves? So, you know, what is it? And I've made this comparison before, but... For some reason, if you look at any of the Hasbro-produced brands, whether it's Star Wars, uh, Marvel Legends, G.I. Joe, Transformers, uh, and then you compare that to other companies like Mattel with Jurassic World, Pixar, mm-hmm. um, I don't know what else they, what else do they do? Uh, rest, uh, they do the Masters wrestling. of the Universe, yeah, wrestling, yep. uh, Spin Master with their Batman line. Like all these, these lines are pretty well represented at, at stores. If I go to Walmart or Target, I might not find the latest figures. I might not find everything, but they will have a good smattering of Jurassic World, of Batman, of Pixar. But then you look at these Hasbro pegs and they're just empty. Correct. Yeah, it, it is frustrating. You know who's got it figured out? Lego, Funko. They got it figured out because everywhere, every store, I don't care where it is, where I am, what time of day, what month, whatever, you can always find a great selection from those two companies in particular. But if you're looking for Hasbro toy lines, you're absolutely right. Those are the ones I check because like in Target, for example, they're they're one aisle away from each other. So I walk around and I look, I'm like, empty, empty. Okay, go home. You know, and then you kind of, sometimes you wander over. It's like, well, what else can I buy? Yeah, <laughs> you know, I was like, oh no, I don't want to buy anything else. I want to <laughs> buy specifically these. What is the uh, the Marvel retro line that's out now? It's it's the five POA. Yes, yeah, I, I saw those the other day. Yeah, I saw I saw Iron Man and um, uh, Magneto just randomly. I happened to see them, and I'm I'm holding them up to the the one lone. Uh, Star Wars figure of Chirrut Imwe that I saw, and I'm like, 
boy, these guys are tiny. <laughs> like, I don't, I don't like those. Yeah. If they ever do Wolverine, I'll probably get them, but I'm not, not too into that particular line. Sure. I think stores are not ordering anything. I think they've been burned probably so much from the past few movies that they're like, yeah, we're just not going to order Star Wars anymore. You know, if something comes in, it's usually one case, maybe two cases. I don't know. It doesn't seem like they're ever on the pegs long enough to even tell. And Mm -hmm. in my area, we used to back in the day have a network of collectors that all helped each other out and stuff like that. So it's like, hey, yeah, I saw one case at Walmart and I bought them all. (laughs) It's like, great. (laughs) Yeah. I have a few folks are locally that, that are helpful with um, that. Like, you know, I'll pick things up for them or look at things that I need. Um, So it does help to have those networks. um, But yeah, it's, it's just interesting. Cause I mean, even even, like if it was the films or, you know, whatever it was, uh, you know, those previous um, Disney star Wars lines that kind of left the stores hanging. uh, It it just seems like it's, it's on some level, it's gotta be a Hasbro, issue to some extent too because you know again like marvel uh transformers gi joe like that stuff is 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 hard to find Mm -hmm. um so i i wonder it's probably both it's probably a mix of retail and it's probably a mix of of hasbro having some supply issues or deliberately you know kind of shorting the market a little bit uh we'll we'll probably never know exactly (laughs) but uh, it's interesting to speculate about i've never seen I know they exist because I've seen pictures online, but I've never seen uh, any of the six-inch G.I. Joe figures in stores ever. And I go to the store fairly on a regular basis between, you know, the several in my area, but I've never seen them. So I I, I know they exist. I have friends that collect them, but I wonder if they buy them all online or, you know. Yeah. I don't know. I, I am. I don't collect them, but I do like seeing, like, the Masters of the Universe you mentioned earlier. Um, the Jurassic Park. I mean, oh my God! Look, look at that brontosaurus. It's, it's got to be like some assembly required because the box is huge, but it looks like it's even bigger. The oh, the the one at Target, the Brachiosaurus. Yeah, I have yeah. it on my. You can't see where you're at, but I have it on my shelf up there. It's it's uh, it's yeah. So the the neck and the tail come separate, and you got to plug those into the torso. Yeah. Oh, that's that's. I mean, could you imagine like something Star Wars, like like a crate dragon or something like that? Oh my but goodness! Like that. You know, um, and it's only fifty dollars. That's all it cost. Yeah, it's. <sighs> and as as far as playsets, I tell you what, you you mentioned the uh, the Haslab, so um, that's a little too pricey for me nowadays. Um, but I would totally have bought both the uh, Katana and the Razor Crest if I were able to afford it, just because I absolutely love the fact that they made both of those vehicles. I feel like the Razor Crest should be available in stores, but I don't know that it would sell in stores nowadays because it would be too expensive. Yeah, yeah, that's the thing. I I agree. It, it it seems like the kind of thing that kids would want. I mean, who you know who wouldn't like if you're a kid that's collecting these toys. You know, I mean, that's like going to be the centerpiece of your uh, Mandalorian through the quarter inch collection. Like, yeah, that should be in stores, but yeah, at the same time you know, $300, like there's not a lot of parents that are going to be able to, to buy that. Right. And, and then of course, you know, after the campaign ended, they blew it up in the show. So what yeah, the heck? True. 
Um, but for, for me, and I know a lot of people, I've said this in Facebook and stuff, and I know a lot of people have uh, agreed, but uh, a Death Star. The the build a, build a playset type thing that they've got going on, but a Death Star. Hmm. That's what I want. I've been wanting that for many, many years. I mean, the, the Death Star playset from the 70s is still, I feel, one of the best playsets ever made, ever in any toy line. For what it was at the time, I think it still holds up. Yeah. But I would like to see an updated version of that. You know, I'm sure that I know for a fact, I know for a fact because I've talked to many of the designers over the years, but they have several different designs for a three and three quarter inch Death Star playset. It's just how would they produce it? It would be too expensive. People don't buy playsets. I've been, I've heard all the excuses over the years. So I'm hoping that these things, and that's why I'm buying them, but I'm hoping that they are successful enough that, you know, maybe they'll say, hey, you know what? We, we've seen people buy Jabba's Palace. We've seen Cloud City. We've seen the Tanta V4. We're going to do something with a Death Star playset. I mean, I just, that would be a Haslam dream. I feel, I, I think would, it's going to, I think it's going to happen. I think so too, but I was kind of hoping that we would get that now. <laughs> when we saw the Sentinel go up and all the add-ons, I'm like, oh my God, this is, this is, oh, what's it, what's it going to be? Was the Razor Crest? Yes, that's actually very cool too, but. <laughs> <laughs> the Death Star Haslab, that would be the, the way to get your gray suited uh, Death Squad Commander pack yes. in. Do you know, well, I, I, I think I've mentioned this on other shows before, but when I was younger, uh, so like in my 30s, I drew up plans for my own how to build a Death Star and how you would pack in a different trooper figure, because there's several different ones, not just Stormtroopers, a different trooper figure or a droid based on building this maze. And really, think about, God, I think it was Celebration 4, maybe? Where um, Frank Frank Diorio in, in Nub Nub's uh, workshop, he had fans come in and build the Death Star by putting it up against a wall and just adding to it, and it filled up the entire wall of the convention center. And I'm like, yeah, that's what I want. <laughs> you know? Yeah, that'd be really cool. That would be super super It'd cool. Be kind of ridiculous, but if you did like a, a well, I guess nowadays like thirty thirty five dollar hallway with a stormtrooper you could buy multiple of those and just build it all around your house yeah you know maybe maybe a uh grand moff tarkin in the conference room or something like mm -hmm. that that's i this is kind of what i was doing i think at the time they were pumping out those uh cardboard play sets remember those power of the force two days with yeah. the uh, anti yeah so that's kind of what i was like oh man what if they get a death start how would you do this how would you do that and <laughs> i was going crazy that sounds cool. I'm sure we could do a whole episode about that. Right? <laughs> yeah. So, so Dan, so we've talked about some of the things Hasbro is doing right, some of the things they're not quite doing right. Um, you touched on some things that they could do better. We talked about themed waves. We, we talked about uh, taking more risks, doing more things like, um, uh, you know, pre-orders that make more sense. You know, not, not so much just one or two announcements here and there that you go and pre-order, but like a whole wave at a time when you know everything that's coming in that wave. Uh, is there anything else you can think about that Hasbro could do better to uh, to help build out the vintage collection and to help it uh, continue to flourish, uh, not only um, 
in the toy aisle, but also, you know, online for, for anybody that just shops online. Yeah, again, it comes, I feel like it comes down to character selection. Um, not just from the film right now, they're focusing on Mandalorian, which I really like and appreciate because that's a great show and, and all these other shows that they're coming out with, I'm really looking forward to. Um, but you, you could, you look at the past where you have like the evolution three pack sets of the same character, but different outfits throughout the films or three characters of a similar, um, theme, right? So you have like Siths or Jedi or troopers or whatever. Uh, there's there's lots of opportunities I feel that you could do that. Even though stormtroopers have been done many many times, everybody everybody that collects would buy multiples of that figure. I would guess. Yeah. Right. Whether he's got uh, what was it? The remnant stormtrooper had like splotches all over him. Okay, fine. So they sold those too. I have three of them, and I bought the one that was like carbonized or whatever they called it because because why not <laughs> yeah it's funny i wasn't going to buy those i thought that was kind of silly but then i bought um the stormtrooper and i bought uh cara dune and i was like actually these look really cool so now i must buy the rest of them <laughs> nice um so i do like that uh the more variety again i love aliens the uglier the better in Star Wars, I agree. <laughs> I I would love to see the rest of Jabba's. I mean, Tessic, Bib Fortuna. These are characters that need to be updated um, in in action figure form. I love the Wookies that they were constantly pumping out. I mean, that Chewbacca body has been the same since two thousand four. Just yeah. different heads all the time. Mm -hmm. I don't know what else you would do with Chewbacca at this point, but some of those older classic characters could definitely be revisited i feel yeah. and if you wanted to do like themed boxed sets you know not just the 50 dollar three packs i mean god good lord 50 dollars for a three pack that kind of kills it's me steep, yeah but uh you know the the it didn't sell very well which is probably the problem but the uh dagobah three pack that they came out with at target i love that idea you know, mm -hmm. um, having three figures or four or five, whatever, if you wanted to go crazy, um, but from a specific scene, that was fun. The comic packs that they used to do back in the day. I love, 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 love the comic packs. And I was super excited a couple weeks ago when I saw Jackson was finally coming into <laughs> action figure form. Cause I've been a huge fan of him. And I think many people know that, um, but uh, it's six inch scale. <laughs> Damn it. <laughs> I still I still ordered him. I still ordered him. But you know what? I mean, you, you, my, my heart of hearts, I would love to see a boxed set for Comic-Con or something like that with all of the members from that storyline, right? The the uh, Aduba seven or eight, whatever it was. And then all the, you know, the, the Samurai seven storyline that they're always adapting in star wars a uh -huh. lot you know talking about the seven samurai yeah god i'm screwing it up but i would love to see like all those characters brought in and i'm probably the only one that would buy it which is probably the problem but <laughs> you could have han solo and chewbacca we already mentioned that they need to be updated but do those in comic deco colors perhaps 
like they, like they had done. Like Han Solo in the comics, he didn't have blue pants and a black vest. He had a, a dark blue vest and purple pants because that was comics, and that's how you do that. Yeah. So something like that would be kind of a fun little thing, and, and doing the rest of the characters, ugh, I would, I would, I would die. I was like, oh my god, this is. I've wanted this since 1977. Yeah, yeah. Like the first expanded universe story, before there was an expanded universe, before there was anything. It was the first for me, the first story that was in a comic book form on Star Wars. Because as a kid, seeing that movie in this big screen, it's like, well, what happens now? Right. And this was the comic book that told you what happens now, you know? Uh-huh. And Jackson was part of that history, which is why uh-huh. I'm such a huge fan. Yeah. He wasn't the first character. That was Crimson Jack, and he probably wouldn't sell as a comic book because his costume was very superhero-ish at the time. But anyway, I digress. <laughs> yeah, no, no, I hear you. I mean, I don't think Jackson is like a, like a Tonica sister or like, um, at this point, no. like... Um, um similu but you know clearly he has jackson has had support for a long time now i've seen that name come up for years on end and yeah i I can see how it coming out finally but as a six inch figure could you know be a little disappointing (laughs) like i said i still ordered it and i i was funny i'm looking at the pictures and i'm like this is I know what parts they use to make this. So I, I did it like a little description. Like they kit bashed this using the legs of this figure and the arms from that figure. Yeah. <laughs> Which was to me, that's so smart. G.I. Joe made a whole thing doing exactly that. Star Wars back they do it all the time too. And there's there's so many opportunities that you could do with characters just by part swapping. Mm-hmm. You know? There's a couple of yeah. cantina. I remember because I actually suggested a few to Hasbro <laughs> back in the day. I was like, yeah, you know, you could do like that other cantina alien if you just did like, you know, this Luke Skywalker body and the cantina band member head. You know, there's like that Liren Karn in the. You know, remember that one second of screen time he had? He would be a big seller. <laughs> yeah, I'd like to see more of that. I mean, that's that's easy for them to do as long as they have the parts and. You know, we talked about that Ugnaught, but yeah, anything else that they can just swap parts around and, you know, arrive at this new character, this new right. um, version of an army builder. I mean, go for it. I mean, you know, people are going to buy that. I mean, it's it's not even like a question. I, I don't know if they're not seeing that completely. Um, I mean, I just I don't know. I just feel like there's there's the, the market just isn't being met. And when that's happening, then that, you know, clearly says that there's demand. You know, I mean, just go to eBay again. You know, the prices that right. these things are going for is 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 insane, even for newer newer type figures. It's funny because you know, I look at a figure when it first comes out, and I say, "Oh my God, twelve ninety nine! That's crazy! I don't want to pay twelve ninety nine. But you know what I'm paying nowadays on an average with shipping? <laughs> it's like twenty bucks or more, and I'm happy to pay it because at least I can find it. Mm-hmm. You know. It's like I bought the Imperial Troop Transport, but I don't have any Stormtroopers to buy. I got tons of Stormtroopers, but I want the new Stormtrooper. Yeah. You know? And you can't find the new Stormtrooper because it came out at like a Walmart three towns away one time. I've never seen that figure. I've never seen like a probably a good majority of the vintage collection. I've, uh, you know, from 2018 to now, I've not seen at retail. Yak Face. Nope. I don't think that that wave ever hit retail. 
Um, and you mentioned the uh, the assault tank driver. Like I found that once. I found really? that once, and I had I ordered it online too. So I ended up with you know one to keep on cars and one to open. So I have one in the tank, but I don't even have the regular driver in the tank because I never I never found it more than once, and I didn't have a pre order on that one. So. You know, just like these army builders, they're, they're not doing the carry forward anymore. It doesn't seem like that they did, you know, years ago. So if you miss that wave, you know, you kind of miss that shot at owning these some of these army builders. And that's kind of that for a lot of these characters. And that's really too bad. Well, even like even like the Luke Skywalker in the crate outfit, like I mentioned before, I mean, that was that's a main character in a new outfit. You want to see that in stores. Never. No. <laughs> and then I'll read sometimes I'll read things online like there's a there's there's the Lando Luke C3PO for some reason and uh, I forget who the fourth one is. But they're uh they repainted them. Yeah. And they've been hitting Ollie's lately. Which I've I go to that. Ollie's I never see them. I'm like you lied. They're not <laughs> in Ollie's. <laughs> I saw somebody post a picture I think on Twitter a couple of weeks ago and there was just like a bin like full of them like in there yes. yeah i remember that i mean this is also i'm the guy that found a whole wheelbarrow full of vintage collection figures at five below <laughs> <laughs> and i was like you know this is back back in 2010 11 maybe and i go yeah i don't need any of these figures but <laughs> nowadays holy cow jeez i know it's like you know, seeing that now, that's kind of what we would have thought back then of seeing like Kenner Vintage, like, you know, right. in, in like Toys R Us or something. Yep. It's crazy. But it's it's weird because it's always been, I mean, let's just start from 95 when, when the line, when the line, you know, resurfaced in the modern line. You've always been able to just walk into a store and just pick out, even if there's stuff you already had, there's lots of selection. Lately, past year or so, and again, maybe part of it's because of the pandemic, but what's happening worldwide. Um, but now there's like nothing, nothing in the stores. There was nothing for the new. How do you have a Star Wars movie with no product behind it at all? I don't know. I don't, I don't get it. I, I, I have talked about this on other shows. I'm like, I don't understand what the heck is happening here. It's like everybody just knew this movie wasn't going to be good and they just gave up. <laughs> which whether you like it or not i don't want to just get into that but it's like it's so strange it is so strange and then mandalorian comes along and just kicks everybody's butt and i'm like yes we're back <laughs> <laughs> yeah no it's, it's it's really interesting for sure for sure uh well dan i think we've covered a lot of ground with the vintage collection um you know clearly phase one and phase two are two totally different beasts uh they're managed differently the the number of releases per calendar year is is nothing like it once was um and you know a lot of the the side things they used to do like the class one vehicles um are gone uh seeing repacked vehicles in general things like the slave one have come back but for the most part like you know, there's not a whole lot of that anymore. And uh, just the, the overall demand for the line isn't being met. So I think Hasbro has come a long way with some of the things like quality of the figures, I think is generally speaking better than it's ever been. Like things like the new Boba Fett, some of these new Mando characters are are excellent. In, just just engineering wise, like they're getting better and better than with Photoreal. Um, 
So, I mean, I, I commend Hasbro on, on that. I commend them on trying out these play sets. And even like the Haslabs, you know, are kind of risky, but, you know, people want them. So they've been doing really well. And, you know, the, the I think 26,000 or so Razor Crests um, were, were back. So, I mean, that's that's a lot of collectors. That's a lot of people. Um, so yeah, they're, they're doing some things right. They're, they're doing some great things with the line, but there's a lot of things that I think that we've discussed that they certainly could do better. They could take more risks. They could, um, you know, try to get more product out there. I think that's, that's probably the biggest thing is, is getting more product out there and meeting demand for, for what they are putting out there. Cause there's not a lot of it to go around. Um, do you have any, any final thoughts you want to share regarding the vintage collection? So I mean, it, it sounds like we're 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 bashing a lot of it. You know, I I, I know we're kind of on tangents in a lot of times too, because that's just kind of what I do. Um, <laughs> but at the end of the day, you know, I'll just speak for myself, but I'm sure you share similar thoughts. Uh, I'm very passionate about this line. I'm very much a Star Wars lifelong fan. So when I'm complaining or or you know, pointing out things that, that I don't like, it's really coming from, from a positive side because I love what has been done. And I love what, what could be done. You know, and there's lots of ideas, there's lots of potential out there. And I hope they continue the vintage collection style figures for many years to come because to me that is Star Wars. Three and three quarter inch articulated figures I don't know that they should always keep calling it vintage collection. I feel like it's been around for a few years now. There's a refresh coming. It just feels like it's it's going to be time. But the nostalgic part of me loves the look of this line, so I don't want it to go away. Uh -huh. <laughs> you know, that's the thing. I just would love to see more out there. I would love to see the character selection. I would love to see, and, and I feel like they're starting to do it. Um, but when a figure comes out in six inch that doesn't exist in three and three quarter inch, it kills me a little inside mm -hmm. <laughs> Jackson specifically <laughs> that we're talking about now. Yeah. Maybe we could, uh, find some sort of, uh, shrinking machine and just like blast right. it, bring him down just a little bit. Right. But even like the <laughs> figures I saw that, uh, Bo-Katan was just found in the wild. Um, that's a great looking figure would love to have that in three and three quarter inch, you know, and I'm sure we will at some point. Yeah. Um, it's just give me more. <laughs> it's give us more. Yeah. And I think, you know, that's really, you get to the heart of it when you say that we've seen what, what's it, what Hasbro is capable of with the vintage collection. We've seen what they did in those prior years and uh, how they made it work so very well. And, um, you know, there's a lot of things they're doing really well right now, but then there's a lot of things that we compare it to when, you know, we were around to collect those other figures, you know, a decade or so ago. Um, so I think that's really, really what it's, what it, what it gets down to is, is, is just, you know, having that comparison to draw and, um, just wanting them to take more risks and put more product out there. Yeah, absolutely. And, and although, I think I think it has changed a lot, but um, like we said before, like kids aren't the target for this line. Like little kids, little kids are not the target for for this particular vintage collection line. The adult collectors are, and I feel like with with things like the Tandavi Four, with things like the Imperial Troop Transport. I mean that 
I saw that and my head just exploded. I'm like, oh my God, I must buy this immediately as soon as I see it. And I, yeah. I have it. It's it's so great. Um, I love that they're doing things like that, you know. But as far as like keeping the variety going so that you have the life of the line continuing, um, there does need to be more chances taken. And there's so much that they could even just repack to bring back out again for a whole new audience that they've done so well in the past. You know, um, you mentioned the slave one. I know the millennium Falcon just came out again. So there's, there's lots of vehicles, but make the smaller vehicles again, you know, like the Jedi, Jedi, uh, the Jedi starfighters. Yeah. You know, even though we've had them many, many times over the years, it's like, it's well, while. that was, that was 12 years ago now, you yeah. know, 15 years ago, which is frightening to think about, but, and I don't think they ever did Anakin Starfighter in the Vintage Collection. I think they only did Obi-Wans. Correct. So. Yep. Yep. Yeah, I could do that. But, I mean, if you think back over the years, you know, the the Episode 2 style Starfighters, there's like a whole rainbow of colors that they've done between Clone Wars and Episode 2 and yeah. so on and so forth. There's a lot of potential that they could do. And it's, it feels like that they were make, taking more chances um, about 10, 15 years ago. And now it seems like everything is being played very safely, mm-hmm. which I sort of understand. Um, but having gone into stores repeatedly and seeing literally nothing for as long as I have, that's disheartening. And that's why I think that should be fixed. True. That Absolutely. should be immediate, immediately addressed or just do everything online. Yeah, no, that's yeah. true. I think I think that's for me, that's the most pressing thing is distribution. And, you know, we've talked about distribution for ages. It was like the, the main topic of our last episode of the Vintage Collection podcast. Um, but I think that's kind of like the biggest thing right now is, you know, people can't buy what they can't find. And not everybody buys online. Not, even, not everybody that collects toys, like, goes online to find them. You know, some people strictly hunt. Uh, and even casual collectors are not going to be following, you know, some of these collector fan sites or these fan channels like Big Bad Toy Store, Entertainment Earth. You know, they're going to they they use Walmart and Target when you can't find them there. You can't find them on their websites either or on Amazon. Right. Um, you know, you're just not really welcoming a new a new audience to keep the line going, you know, into the future. So I really think that's what they the top thing they need to address like at this point, like right away. <laughs> There's definitely something not to more magical about going into the store and finding something. It's like, oh my god, you know, this is this is out there. And even if you <clears throat> like, I found uh, K2SO and uh, whichever other figure was in that wave, but I didn't find the Power Droid. I was like, oh, well, Hondo. That was I was so excited to find Hondo because I love that character, and I was like, oh my god, this is so cool. So I've got Hondo, and I'm like, well, who else is in this wave? You flip it over, it's like, oh, I found that one. That okay, where's the power droid? I don't have the power droid. Okay, well, maybe I'll find him later. But they never showed up. No, nope. no, I never saw the power <laughs> droid at retail either. No. I still yeah. want to have it. I'm like, uh, uh, one day. One oh my day goodness. Oh my goodness. Let me uh, let me see if I everything's if I... like everything is like you go online. I go to whether it's Hasbro Pulse or Target or whatever, it's like coming like in the future, May 1st, June something or other. I'm like, oh, why why don't they just have them available now? Yeah. So this, this model of pre-ordering stuff ahead of time is frustrating when it sells out instantly 
and then your pre-order gets canceled, and then you maybe can order it again at another point. So ordering online, while it may be an option for some, and I know there's collectors in other countries who have suffered this for many, many years. So I, I feel your pain, and yeah, I totally. It's it's I like going into the store and finding it. Yeah. You know, and that's part of the experience and the fun as being a toy collector. I'm 52 years old and I'm still buying toys. This is why. This is what I enjoy, and that's what I miss. And yeah. I, I feel like other other collectors probably do as well. Yeah, no, I totally hear you on that. Um, and I know a lot of people agree with that. A lot of people want to see those <laughs> toys in the stores. A lot of people want to go into Walmart and find their latest vintage collection figures or whatever it is they collect. Because you know, I mean, it, I mean that's 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 always been part of it, and it always should. Um, so, Mr. Credo, it's been a blast. Yes, uh, thank you. Yeah, we've covered a lot of ground in this episode. Uh, where can our listeners go to find you online? Oh, I I mostly stay to Facebook, but I also have Instagram and uh, Twitter, and but I don't do YouTube or anything like that, and I'm not part of any specific show anymore. So I'm sort of like a semi-retired collector who likes to just spout off every now and then. <laughs> <laughs> Cool. Well, spouting off is, is what we like to do here, too. So it's perfect. Good stuff. Good thank stuff. You. Well, thank you again. And I hope we get to chat again uh, on this show in the future. And, uh, you know, we'll talk again soon on the Cantina Chatter podcast. Absolutely. Oh, well, that's going to be fun. It is. <laughs> Prepare yourself for that one because that's going to be a long one. I know it. I'm going to be a two-parter. <laughs> it's going to be a two-parter for sure. All right, Dan, take care. All right, thanks for having me. Thank you for listening to the Vintage Collection Podcast. For the latest developments, be sure to visit banthaskull.com and follow our contributors via the links in our show notes. You can follow Victoria's Cantina on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and TikTok. For more Star Wars toy collecting content, subscribe to the Victoria's Cantina YouTube channel and listen to the Cantina Chatter podcast wherever you listen to podcasts. If you can spare a moment or two, please consider leaving a five-star rating and review on Apple Podcasts to help spread the word about the show. No matter where you're listening out in the galaxy, I'd like to thank you once again for tuning in to the Vintage Collection podcast. Collect them all. And may the forest be with you.